we're just sitting, just see if you can feel into your heart center and find that place in the core, core of your heart. So, seeing as we are a fifth ray training, <coughs> and we're doing all this work on the technology of um, soul, I want to I want to bring in something about the technology of love, like the relationship between the fifth ray and the second ray. What is the technology of loving? Those words seem like way dis distant from each other. Loving technology, the technology of loving. Um, but there is a technology of loving. There's a part of what technology does is it helps you understand the process so that you can make that process more rapidly. Part of understanding the technology of the way love is entering the world and the way love enters us and and how that plays out in our relating with each other, you can learn something about that process, and that can help you when you're in the middle of the process. So, yeah, I want to I want to talk about monadic love, which is different from soul love and different from emotional love. But they're kind of linked, they're all linked together. So, the technology of love is the, these planes that vibrate with different energy. This is the two, four, six planes, the monadic, the buddhic, and the emotional planes. And they flow through the heart chakra. So the experience that we have of love is the experience of energy moving through our heart, like when we're embodied, in our embodiment. And so astral energy moving through our heart or emotional energy moving through our heart is that sense of emotional loving that gets attached, that has the, that sense of somebody's care on an emotional level. Mother, father, love. This is the this is the place where a lot of our woundings are around receiving love because of our parents weren't able to have soul love flowing through their emotional body or deeper monadic love flowing through their heart center. Then basically all you have is astral love, astral love disconnected from source. So emotional love that's disconnected from soul love and disconnected from monadic love is very needy, like it really wants, it really wants something that it doesn't have. It really wants soul love, but it can't, doesn't have access to that, so it seeks more emotional love. And so the neediness of the emotional body that is hungry for what it never had, lineage, you know, it never had from its father and its mother and its father and its mother, and it's still passing that emotional longing on and, and it's bottomless. You know it's bottomless. When you go there, it doesn't matter. Like when you're in that emotional neediness, that part can find the one speck wrong in the person who's loving you. Just that they looked away for a moment because a bird flew past. It's like, see, I knew you don't love me. I know this is safe as my place. It's like, 
you can't even hold your presence for one moment while I'm breaking my heart and you saw this bird. Whatever, whatever it is, you know the emotional body is so sensitive <coughs> that it will pick up and use anything for its wounding. And its wounding will never be solved on the emotional level because the love that it's looking for is not emotional. It's vertical. It's looking for something vertical in a horizontal way. Okay, so emotional loving is doomed if it doesn't have these deeper levels of connection behind it. And most people get to a point where their emotional loving, like the high point, it was the six-ray Piscean age, where either the great emotional love succeeds or monastery. You know, and we all know that part in our own romantic journey where, where I, I've, I've given everything to you, I want everything from you. Either this will work, and if it doesn't work, I'm giving up on love altogether. You know, it's like that's where you start to get towards the end of the possibility of romantic love ever working out, and you know, you want to like give up on it forever. So the emotional bodies, once you realize that, they, they, can, never, they can never give each other the love that they want. So normally there's a heartbreak. It's heartbreaking. <coughs> the emotional heartbreak of realizing that you are never going to get what you want. And that begins the opening to soul love. And when soul love starts to flow through the emotional body, you still cry, and, but there's a different quality to it. It's a quality of the emotions have within them this quality of buddhi. And you can tell in the circle, you can tell in your relating with people, the difference between the emotional crying, which is needy, which is like angry if it doesn't get what it wants, and, and clingy if, you know, for it, it's never enough. Whatever you do, whatever you say is never going to be enough. So that emotional sharing, which is basically saying, love me, but you, but you won't because you never did and you never will, but I want you to, and fuck you, and you know, like that. Um, or the quality of like surrender that comes when the buddhic love comes in and somebody admits their emotional wounding. They lean in with buddhi. They lean in with, right now I'm having this feeling that you'll never love me, like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm in my heartbreak around that, and I know that it's my stuff, but I can't, and, I, and I'm trusting anyway. I'm leaning in anyway. So that emotion then comes up, but it has the quality of buddhi behind it. It has the quality of healing. It has the quality of some self-responsibility for our emotional wounding and not trying to project them on somebody else and wanting to actually own, you know what, I have this wound and I want it not to be there and I don't know what else to do and I love you and I know you love me but I'm, so I'm just bringing it. Okay, so that begins to open the door to soul love. And as that soul love washes through the emotional body, then it starts to actually heal it because it brings the love that it was always looking for. And then when two people can run buddhic energy through their emotional body together, then, then they can help heal each other because they actually have access to the remedy, which is Buddhic love. It's not the love of more astrality. So then relationships start to be based more on soul than they are on the romantic, emotional, chase-resist hookup game. Mm. And the relationships itself heal the emotional body. But you also have to let those relationships come into the, the personal, because they can just go to the transpersonal and hook up on the buddhic level and stay away from the emotional wounding, because that's the personal stuff that we know is we were there once, and it's an endless, bottomless pit that we know will never be healed. We were lucky to get out of it. The last thing we want to do is go back to it. So in the esoteric traditions, I say returning to the astral plane, like once you've transcended it, is like a... Is like a um, like a criminal returning to the scene of a crime. So in other words, when you go back to the astral plane, you actually have to own the fact that you have been a big player in the pain and the suffering of yourself and others, and that actually anyone who's ever tried to be in relationship with you needs your compassion, because they were never going to be able to love you the way your emotional body wanted to be loved. So then you're, you're, you can go back to the astral plane knowing it's time to cleanse your emotional karma of all of the times you've hurt others and they've hurt you. And now you know why. It's because it was impossible. 
It could never have, it, it could never have happened. It just wasn't possible. And the whole point of the heartbreak of it was to get you to awaken to Buddhic love. Like that was the whole point. So then you can go back to all of your relationship histories and you can let go of all of the stories because you understand that all of that was just to get you to admit through heartbreak that emotional loving without buddhi or without soul is never is doomed. So now you're in buddhi and you can run that energy through your emotional body and now you can have relationships where you can heal some of your core wounding of not being loved and the other person not being loved. But it's still not enough. Like, soul love is not enough. It's enough to heal your emotional wounding and it's enough to, to help heal other people's emotional woundings. But it isn't universal love. It's still subject-object love. It's still soul loving another soul, loving the world soul. So the next level of love only comes, it's said, by the extremity of the soul in service. So once you're, once you're, you're shifted into soul energy and you're able to start washing some of that through your own emotional body and healing yourself on the way through, the soul also can't help but realize it's connected to all other souls. And so the soul's love of the world soul is what motivates it in service. Not the martyrdom of the personality, which wants to get something for its service, but the soul recognizing that it's one with all souls and it will never be free until all souls are free and so there is no separation. So then when that soul starts to give itself to love, to want to be used by the archetypal forces of love, to want to be used by the world soul, then it's going to fail. It's also going to reach heartbreak. But this is the heartbreak of the soul. <coughs> and it's like the second dark night. The first is the dark night of the astral body where you just give up ever believing in emotional love anymore. But the second is the dark night of the buddhic body where you, where you realize that that love is not enough, that you can love the whole world and you can share that love, but it's not enough, it's not powerful enough. And my experience of that was here in Haydn, um, the first time, was coming and knowing that this was going to be a place for souls to come, and that it was dedicated for humanity and the awakening of, of the world soul. And so I and the other people that came gave everything. We gave everything. We gave our money. We gave our time. We, we gave everything and we believed that that had to be enough. It had to be enough to just give everything on the altar to that. And then when it wasn't enough, it was heartbreaking. I would spend a lot of my mornings in here before starting the day just sobbing for hours. And it was my soul crying out. It's like saying, oh, look, I've fucking done everything, I've given everything, I've offered everything, and why, why won't it, why won't this world that I know in the core of my soul, why won't it break into being? Like, I don't have anything else, I don't have anything left inside me. I don't have any, anything more to give, but I can get, keep getting up every morning, but now I'm losing faith in in love itself. I'm losing faith in the thing that saved me, which was soul love. Now I'm losing faith that that actually is strong enough. And I don't know what else to do. And that deep, deep cracking in the core of the heart of like, fuck, help me. And then sometimes this energy would arrive, but only in the extreme heartbreak that broken open on the cross place. Sometimes this energy would arrive, and I could feel it. It was like this dark energy pouring through the core of my heart. And then I began to realize that was the only thing holding the place together. Like when that was there, things seemed to flower. When it wasn't there, nothing worked. Everything collapsed. Everything folded. So I began to become aware of what, what is this power of this energy that that actually only comes in time of great extremity 
and yet it changes everything when it comes. It, 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 it just vibrates through the field, you know, like a homeopathic dose of something, and then everything is lifted. So, and, and I couldn't hold it. I, I didn't know enough, and I hadn't cleaned out, cleaned out enough of my personal story to actually be able to sustain that love. So what I learned in that heartbreak is that, is that that heartbreak of giving everything is not a guarantee that that, anything, that that will work. Giving everything is the beginning of a new heartbreak. The same as the emotional heartbreak that comes from giving your total romantic love to one human being and then discovering that that's not enough, even if it's because they die. So it's the same with the soul. The soul love is not enough to bring the crack of the world soul into full expression. It needs monadic love. And monadic love is the dark love at the center. And monadic love does not need anything. It's already free. Because the soul is still caught. The soul's caught between heaven and hell. The soul's still caught between God and the devil. The soul itself has also got fear and vulnerability about being present, about showing up in the world and being crucified or burned. Or The soul is sensitive. It's a deeply sensitive part of our being. But the monad is not sensitive. <laughs> it's like, it's ruthless. It just is love. It's not love if something happens or it's like it's it's implacable it's totally implacable it's not negotiable it's not love that adjusts itself depending on whether somebody can meet it or not or uh, you know the soul does that the soul can shape itself towards what's needed in any particular circumstance and then the emotional body is really good at you know, it's the great chameleon. The emotional body can. I, if you want, you want a hot like um, Greek god. I'll be that. You know, you can see the glamour of the emotional body. It's what movie stars are great at. It's like whatever you want, I'm it. You know, I've shapeshifted myself into it. I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I'm it for enough until you know I hook you into whatever it is, and then I'm not it. Then I'm something else. So the emotional body is really adaptable. The soul is is less adaptable, but more, more able to fit itself. But the monad is implacable. So, and that love is the love of cosmos. It's universal. It doesn't need anything to exist. It's not dependent upon anything. It just is. So it never goes. We come and go. Like we come and go from that love because we can't handle it. It's too ruthless. Our emotional bodies cannot handle it. Our souls can barely handle it, just a little bit at a time. That's why it comes in extreme situations. So then you realize, okay, we come and go from this deep love, and its job is to never come and go. Like It never comes and goes, but we have the illusion that it comes and goes because we come and go. And then once you really understand that, the technology of it, you understand and you have compassion for the fact that you must come and go because you're growing your capacity to be in that love. That love is so non-negotiable mm. that it doesn't give you any room to move. And so opening the door to monadic love, having a crack happens really when the soul begins to give itself in service and, and give its resources and give its energy and then find that's not enough and then the soul cries out for the, the truth of love to reveal itself. And when it does, it changes everything. But you can't, you can't know what that's going to look like. It's not possible for it to be part of your plan. You actually have to be in the not knowing. That love can only come through the crack of not knowing. And it's not, it's not the soul's love. All of a sudden, God 
arrives or and the battle between the black serpent and and uh, the lightning is resolved no it's deeper that this love is the same love that's under the black serpent and the same love that's at the core of black holes and it's the love that permeates everything it's <coughs> the great perfection but it will crack through the soul if the soul knows how yeah The words what? Implacable. Implacable means like not negotiable. And, and the, reason, the reason you need monadic love is because the dark serpent, when we, when we touched into that on Monday or Tuesday, that part of us is a deep part and it, it knows when it's touched. It's also implacable. Like that part of us is not respondent to soul love. And that's why the mistake when people go down, when they go down to the depths of what lives in matter, just as the soul, without the monad, they will lose. You will lose. And people go with great ideals. I will be St. George slaying the dragon. You know, I will go down as the soul to love this because this dragon is just piece of me that needs my love and then everything will be okay well no the dragon will eat you because the dragon is more powerful than your soul the dragon is part of that implacable love it's just the part that's in your unconscious and so it's never going to bend to your soul love and it's never going to bend to your idea as a soul of what love is because it is love and that love that it is is far is far deeper than your soul's perception of love. So the only way you can really go down to this part of yourself and, and meet it and, and connect the dragon's head and the dragon's tail is you've got, to, you've got to have a piece of monadic love which is unshakable in the face of it. And therefore you can see its deepest evil, its deepest you know, core, and you can accept that. You can accept it because it's love. Mm. But it's not the light, dark soul love. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That is tricky because if there is an idea of what love is, and so the monadic love in fact can be seen also as evil or not love. So, and, but you call it love. But it can be called like any yeah. other name, but you choose love to call that. And I understand it as, as just kind of choosing love to be the, the thing there, but it could be like anything else. All words are just words. I think the reason I use love is because this is the cry you get when somebody's in emotional loving, they're, they're, they're in personal loving, and you go transpersonal, then they'll say to you, that's not love. I don't want your fucking transpersonal. I want you down here feeling with me in the emotional plane, right? Because this love is too cold for, if you, if you just go sit in your soul love, people who are in, emotion, in, in their emotional body consider that too cold and they consider it's not love. So the definition of what love is, it's part of the technology of loving, is to realize that it's an unfolding mystery. That love is an unfolding mystery rather than a thing that we think that we know and can experience. And then we realize that, that if we didn't know about Buddhic love when we were in astral, then maybe we have no idea about other forms of love that are way more deeper than even what we consider monadic love to be. And so the technology of that is, see this whole, this whole thing is just the lowest one of a cosmic series of seven planes in the esoteric teachings. So this heart chakra here is just the lowest of 49 um, planes, and this whole thing collapses down to that, and then all of these are just part of the heart chakra of a much greater being and the love that sh shines through that, we have no idea about yet. So love is an unfolding mystery 
just like our consciousness continues to unfold as we discover more and more. I think what I'm suggesting, though, is that there is a quality of love that is rare in terms of human experience. And it's breaking into human experience. Just like the black hole is break, broken into our consciousness, there's a quality of love now that's <coughs> needed in the world for the world soul to emerge that we need to understand something about. Because if we understand something about it, it helps us know how to bring that love. And when we are having that experience of that love coming or arriving, we understand what it is. Just like when you start to have the experience of the emotional buddhic move, you start to understand the experience of, yep, I can feel my romantic hook up with you. I can feel the codependent part of our emotional thing. I want something more. I'm willing to let this go and let something more come in. And I can feel that even though I'm in resisting, this is love. This is a deeper love. So for monadic love to come in, the soul needs to be, have given itself in service. And we talked about yesterday, if you want to stand on with your dragon coin, which is I have a right to make a living. I, I, don't, I don't need to make a living. I have a right as a soul to stand on earth and receive support mm. from the energy of the earth itself. Then the soul also knows I also need not just the coin of the earth, I also need monadic love. I need to know how to call upon monadic energy of love when the love that I have is not enough. So when my soul is in service and it's not enough to bring about the changes that my soul longs for and that all of our souls long for, is there another power that I can call on? And where will that power come from? And so the technology says you can only call upon that power when you have given everything. Otherwise, it's, it's not needed. You still have things to give, so why would you be calling on that power? So, but when you have given everything, when you're at the end, end, when you're at the extreme, in a relationship, in your service to the world, when you're at that point of extreme, and, you're, and, and you know that you need to pray now, like that's the only way, there's some other energy has to come in that is beyond what you know. So you look for those points, instead of thinking that when you're getting to those points that you're failing in some way, that your relationship is failing, that your service to the world is failing. Instead of thinking those things, you need to understand that you are at the point of breakthrough. But at that point, you will have to go through all of the places inside you, your deepest, lowest places, in order to bring in the highest places. And those lower places will all be all of the parts that say, see, I told you you were a fuck up. I told you no one would ever love you. You know, like I've, I've got all of this data and history. That's what the black serpent appears with all of its like recorded history. Never mind the Akashic records. There are records in the earth. There are records uh, that, that know exactly what your soul has done through all incarnations. And the black serpent will come up then and be like, yep, you, I knew you, you, thank you for like trying, but like let's just go back to the truth about it, which is that you are not enough, you've never been enough. Mm. And then, you know, deep stuff can come up, people's deep past lives can come up, about the last time they claim power. I know for, for, for me and for many um, people, there's, there's this sense of like, I've tried before, like I this life is not the first life, I've tried to help the world soul manifest. I've tried before and I've failed fucking miserably. And I've failed because I didn't understand certain things because the world was the way that it was, whatever. Um, we all have. Because like, this longing is not just in, in each of us, it's in all of us. It's a collective longing. And so when we have, when we have known failure, then particularly when we have failed the highest ideals, like Think of the souls of beings like the Catholic priests who trained here. They're like, the soul is really trying to do something. You into the abuser that's meant their soul doesn't feel safe on this planet anymore. Like, that's, that's not an easy thing for a soul to feel. And we all have our version of that. We've all tried and we've all failed. 
and we've all created the very opposite of the thing that we tried. Mm. So that failure is a good thing because it's a failure of soul loving. It's a failure of the ideal of the soul. And, it, and, and if you can stand in that failure, then you can call something deeper. Something deeper can be revealed. And that is a revelation of monadic loving. And monadic loving doesn't, is, doesn't need you to do anything except crack open to reveal the fact that it already is there. And then when you can crack open to that monadic love, it reveals, it brings to light the love in everything that is currently happening, including your bankruptcy or your, your um, abuse or whatever it is that's going on. The love reveals to you that this also is love and it's a form of love that's cracking open for something deeper to reveal. So for me here, failing was the best thing possible. It broke me so deeply that I just crawled off to my island and spent, you know, weeks just broken until some other part of me started to emerge and go, finally, like finally, you're broken. So the core door, the core things on the door, one side of that door is facing down all of the things that emerge deeply in your psyche when you are, when you're on the point of succeeding. Because it's the same in the emotional level of loving, just at the very point when the person who does love you has showed up, that's the time you'll throw all of the, your emotional shit at them, right? Is this true? Mm. Yeah, all of the times you weren't loved, you'll project on them because you'll be like, I can't afford to let your love in because if I let your love in, then everything changes. If I let your love in, then my whole story of how I've been able to protect myself from love all of my life, and there isn't really love anyway, and so I've been able to manage, all of that's gone if I truly let your love in. So that's buddhic into astral love. That's like, I have to let go of all of my story, I have to heal all of my wounding, if this love is true between us, then all of that is not true. And I have to face that. Otherwise, I could just live with that. I, I could manage the, you know, the fact that no one loves me. I, I've managed that. Everybody's managed that. But if I actually have to break that rule, then it, then it changes everything. And then I have to start to realize, well, I was loved all along. I was the one in illusion. My stories about the world and about humans were my stories. They weren't actually true. So that comes up emotionally when buddhic love comes close, and it comes up in the soul when monadic love comes close. Because now you have to give up your story through many lives. Now you have to give up your religious story. Now you have to give up the soul's monastery in Tibet for 29 lives. You've got to give up the, the belief deep in the soul that your you know, path or your um, process between love and light, between light and dark, all of that has to let go. Because what comes through the crack is the perfection, the great perfection that everything already is singing with it, including all of the dramas and the stories and the human civilization and everything else. So soul love is true on its own level, just like emotional love is. We need emotional loving. We need emotional loving sourced in buddhic love, sourced in monadic love. We need to hook back up our beings to, to deeper levels of loving. So when we come to a point as a soul or as an emotional body, as a personal self, where we feel unsafe, we feel like the environment is not safe for us to emerge. Okay, and this can be emotionally. I can't show you my feelings because I feel like if I show you my feelings, you'll just attack them or you'll project upon me or you'll abuse me or you'll come in and take my feelings and feed on them or it's not a safe place. Okay, it's true. 
all of that's true. And occasionally you get safer places where somebody won't do much of that stuff, so it is safe to emerge. And then the soul feels the same thing. Oh my God, is it safe for my soul to emerge without being people wanting to feed on me, wanting to you know, project into me, whatever. But the soul, safety, is never going to come from other souls. It can only come from a deeper level of itself, which is the monad. So the story is always the same at each level of emergence. And the story goes, I can't emerge as the deeper self that I am, emotional, soul, monadic because the environment is not conducive to my emergence. I can't come out because it's not safe to come out. And what the monadic story will tell you is the opposite. When I come out, then it's safe. Okay? So the feeling, soul feeling, astral feeling, is it's not safe for me to emerge. But the opposite truth is, it's only in my emergence that I am safe. Because what's behind my emergence is monadic love. And that monadic love already is. It doesn't need anything for it to be. It doesn't need any reflection from the environment. It doesn't need any um, you know, fellow souls vibrating at its frequency. It doesn't need safe emotional bodies. It is. It's way more powerful than all of the other <coughs> levels. When it emerges, then actually everybody around that being feels safe. And then when they feel safe, that puts pressure on their stories of not being safe, and then so the process goes on. But for love to actually be present in a field, a little piece of monadic love can... Um, radically change the picture because it doesn't require anything else. It just is a piece of revelation. It's almost like, you know, that, that movie, The Truman Show, you know, and then all of a sudden somebody pulls back the fabric and you see, oh, this is all built on, on nothing. This is all built on, 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 on just a little piece of darkness that lies underneath all of the worlds of light and form. It's like if that little bit is revealed, then everything changes. So the world soul is not going to emerge without monadic love. It's not going to emerge by the souls getting all of the other souls together on a campaign, like a modern crusade, to like bring, be the ones that bring love to the world. And no, it's going to come because we reveal at the heart of all of that even though that's a wonderful, great adventure that we should be on, at the heart of it all, it's already perfect. Everything is already shining with dark love. Monadic love is. It's not negotiable upon any circumstance, including humanity stupidly destroying the biosphere and itself. It's still monadic love. But you can't just take that as a new philosophy mm. and avoid the transpersonal. You can't just, oh, your body mind's like, that's great. It's <laughs> great. Everything's perfect the way that it is. It's all just divine love. So let's just go back to my emotional longing for something. So you can't, you can't bypass the buddhic just because you understand the truth of the monadic. The mind can understand that all is great perfection. You can study non-duality. You can, you can get the idea. But now, what do you do with that idea? Mm. And who uses that idea? For what purpose? Normally, in deep tantric teachings, they save the deep non-dual stuff um, until the soul is already deeply committed in service. Because otherwise, the mind uses it to avoid service, to avoid breaking itself open and giving everything. But if you're already on that path, if you're on that path of service, then knowing that there is a deeper place and bringing it means that you can accelerate your service. 
it can accelerate your power to serve as a soul. And it's emerging anyway. It's coming ready or not. Like, so it's good to know about it. Like I say, the danger of knowing about it is the meaninglessness. The soul wants meaning. And the monadic love level doesn't have meaning. It just is. <coughs> so the great cry of Kimi today, which is such a beautiful cry at the heart of everybody, is what's the point? The point. What is the point? It's the point that comes out of the void and begins everything. Points. It's a pointed universe. Everything is a point. But that point comes out of nothing. So when you taste the nothing behind everything, it's pointless. It's pointless. It is pointless. Which is beautiful. It's beautiful for the point. Because that means you can fully be a point. You can fully bring <laughs> everything you are to the point that you are. Knowing that that you can relax into the pointless at the end. Okay? So one of the powers of of dark light, and it broke into the field this week, is it produces synthesis and synthesis differentiates. So soul love produces union. Everybody unifies. But monadic love starts to produce synthesis, which means everybody becomes radically unique in their body-mind. And that's what brings about a lot more power conflicts in the body-mind because it's moving into actual core fusion. And I want to say something about that. Is the way these energies bring things together. Emotional bodies... Emotional energy create kind of emotional containers, you know, where there's you and here's the other person, and this is the container, the emotional container of your relating, and this is where codependence and everything happens, because if the container is broken, if you're not feeling that emotional link between you, then that's where all of the struggles and emotional um, relating come in. So there's two quite separate people with separate emotional histories and stories, but they are sharing their emotions with each other. They're sharing their personal love story with each other. So if somebody shares that with someone else or somebody is, is um, uh, you know, not being true to the shared container, then troubles begin. So soul um, connections are like, more like suns that circle each other. They circle each other, and as stars circle each other, material from one star is absorbed to the other star <coughs> and vice versa. So they kind of exchange deep DNA. They, sh they shine together. But when galaxies come together, the cores merge. So these two actually become one black hole. And then you have a galaxy, which is bigger. So in the universe, you have supermassive black holes, which are black holes that many have fused together. And that's what holds a galaxy. So if you want to hold a galaxy, you actually have to have a lot of um, black holes that have fused together. And this fusing together is monadic love. Monadic love fuses your cores. But in order to fuse your core, you have to reveal your core. Your core is, has to be called out of you into it. And remember I said there is a subtle duality at the monadic level, and that's the duality between your black hole and everybody else's black hole. So now you know you are the one. You are the one, but you are not the only one that knows you're the one. Okay, so, but, but that requires another kind of loving, which is a recognition a surrendering of your oneness to join that with other ones who had know that oneness. 
And what that can feel like is the peace that you have kept at the core of your soul that's just yours, that you've never shared with anyone that belongs to between you and God, between, you know, that, that is your core treasure, starts to be called forth by the being, starts to want to reveal itself. And that revelation in a field where it's happening feels like being stripped open to your core. Mm. And you can feel like that is happening to you, so it's some external thing that's doing it, or you can understand that you're choosing that. But actually that's where your choice is to experience the truth that your core can be met by other people who also have a core and that those cores can meet. Not just your emotional body meeting, not just your buddhic body meeting, but monadic touches happening between you. And then it's not soul love that circles each other, it's monadic love that actually for a moment anyway, you are each other. You are each other and, you are, and there is a shared field. And then even if your body minds are not together or your souls are not together, you know your monadic truth of your, of your union, of your sameness. And how this plays out in the realm of science is the exploration in matter for nuclear fusion. It's the power of nuclear fusion. Okay, we, we know last time Shambhala impacted, we had nuclear fission. We learned how to split the atom crack it through fission. And now all of those, those countries in the world that, that were involved in the Second World War, many of them and others are involved in collaborative projects to find the secretive cold nuclear fusion. So when you have fusion, you have the very core of atoms coming together. And you have to overcome some very powerful forces not electromagnetism, which is the, the journey of the soul. Electromagnetism allows fields to come together. But for you to bring a whole lot of very positive charged protons together, for example, you've got to overcome repulsion, this energy of repulsion. And what happens when monadic energy first comes into a field, you get a, a, a call towards fusion. Oh my God, I have never felt so deeply connected to any other beings. It's like, there's something inside me that feels like it could meet something inside these beings. And we could fall through each other into somewhere or something that's mysterious but is a powerful pull. And you have exact polarity, which is like, I need to individuate strongly from this field. Okay, synthesis is not union. Union is the bringing together of things that are not together and combining them. Synthesis is the revelation inside those beings that they were never separate. Synthesis is a revelation of the great perfection, the identity inside people. But synthesis produces strong differentiation. So in a field like this, if synthesis arrived, everybody would become more and more the individual unique expression of that synthesis. Okay, whereas union requires people to continually kind of cooperate with each other through language and consciousness and, and mutual understandings and so on. Whereas synthesis, you don't need to because your cores are fused. You are one being that's operating very independently. And actually, this isn't not something that you're creating. It's a revelation of what actually really is. So it starts to call you deeply to your soul tribe and to your monadic tribe and so on because you're stripping away the illusions and revealing the deep patterns of relating that are already existent. So you're no, no longer trying to build relationships with other people. You're just trying to reveal the relationships that are already there that are waiting underneath our fear of not being loved and our fear of not connecting and all of these other things. So when you start to work with the dark energy, it works differently than Buddhic love, which is what most of us know about and was part of the last mystery school teachings. 
And that buddhic love is the love of the soul for other souls. It's the love of the soul for God. Um, it's the love of the soul for a better world. It's the love of the soul for beauty and um, the things of the buddhic nature that include everything. So those buddhic desires are beautiful, um, but they're not monadic love. And in the full effort to bring that great game of buddhic love into manifestation, which is the world soul landing, and the, the dreams of humanity coming true, which is, exists in every soul, which is we want a world where there's sharing. We want a world where there's, the environment is honored as sacred. We want a world where relationships between people are based on love and mutual freedom. Mm. We want a world where um, we have time and energy to um, contemplate beauty and to bring uh, our creativity into expression. We want a world where Earth, where we can all feel that everybody else's soul is here singing, glad to be here welcomed here, cooperating in one human family that's not separate from the, the animals and, and the oceans and the higher kingdoms. Like, we all know what we all want. We all express it differently, maybe, and we all stand on our soapboxes differently and run different energy around it. But this is the synthesis of all of the seven rays. They all, they all say something slightly different, but they're all saying the same thing. We want a world of the soul. Mm. And in order for that world to actually exist, we can't try to get the world ready to emerge one day. We actually have to emerge as that world now. Okay? Because the, the body-mind wants to get it ready. But the soul knows if we want that world, we have to emerge and be visible in it. But the only way to bring real power to that, so you can fully do that, is to go to a deeper level. And that deeper level knows even all of that. It's just so simple, because it's a game. It's a great divine leela. It's a great play. So you can play your part fully and deeply with full passionate investment in it, because at the very core you know you're free, even of that game. You are free of that story even while you are living that story. You know you're at the movies even though you're in the movie. And that gives you power because now whether you succeed or fail is, is not your, your worth. Your identity is not based on whether you succeed or fail in that great game. And then we can all play that game of changing the planet because we are not invested fully in it. There's a place of us that remains free. And that's monadic loving. So, questions? Yeah. Well, it's tricky because it's the same. It, it, every time new technology comes in, it can be used by primitive cultures. And so the technology of the void and monadic loving can just be used by the body-mind as some new way of getting what it wants and, and abusing others. So yes, monadic loving is a new relationship paradigm but actually it's only possible between two souls that are fully engaged in world service. Like, otherwise it's not going to reveal itself. It's just, it's just, it's just a story that, that the, the body-mind then absorbs and turns into what's going on. <coughs> like, you could take this idea of two black holes fusing to create one galaxy and bring it down to the emotional level 
and, and use it to decide that you and I are together forever and nothing will ever change because we're fused. And now I've just turned monadic loving into twin flame ideas and then brought them all the way down to my emotional codependence. So, so the, the technology itself is not the, is not the reality. So for me, this can only really be uh, revealed experientially between people whose souls are fully already committed into their service in the world. And they're in the extremity of that. Then they can call forth the moment. But it is useful to understand it because it means that you can look for it. And it can encourage you to go into full service knowing that there is a power that will help you in the extremes. And also in relating, in relationships, to know that when you're past the emotional place and the buddhic place, there can be another place that can crack in right at the point of, you know, no solution being able to be found, that there can be something else. Does that answer? Yeah. My awareness to my heart, and then turn it on itself. Feel the sensations of like tingling, electricity, all over, spread in my body. Is this the feeling of monadic love? I I don't know. Like that's yeah, it's that your that's experience. What it's supposed to be like the monadic love. Monadic love is is the breaking forth through the heart of the revelation of. Um, the eternal nature of love in the most extreme circumstances. Mm. You know, so it, 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 it doesn't reveal itself to casual inquiry from the body-mind. You know? It reveals itself when it needs to be revealed, which is actually at those times when nothing else is, um, is, can do it. But you can have that experience of, of preparing for it by preparing the center of your heart, which is this thing of personal loving. It's your emotional body. Like when you got encircled today, that was part of your personal heart's longing to ever be met in romantic loving. Like, so, so you can have your personal part of your heart and your transpersonal part and your universal heart all at different levels of development. And the beautiful thing about it is if you know, if you, if, you, if you have gone to transpersonal loving because personal loving was not an option, and then you can even go into the universal love, you will still one day want to come back and shine it through your personal loving and have personal loving, right? So, yeah, we, we, we develop the capacity to have these different experiences, and then they get integrated. And so the ideal is that if, if, you, if you have the capacity to give your life to what your sole purpose is in the world and then, and then meet and vibrate with other people who have a similar or related um, thing, then it's much easier to come down into personal loving because your personal loving is rooted now in a higher, higher love. So what we get touches of in a place like this is we get touches of soul love the recognition that, there, that our souls are engaged in the journey of revealing deeper love and standing for love in the world. And then beginning in that soul love, when that soul love starts to get stretched, as it will, and the honeymoon's over between, oh my God, it's just great to be in soul family, and now the differences start to appear and the cracks start to open through the relating, now you have to reach to a, a more extreme kind of love to stay in that loving relationship. At the beginning, you get given the grace of soul love, but later on, that turns into, okay, maybe, it's, maybe all of that soul love is supposed to come to a point of tension in order to reveal something deeper. And the suggestion is that what that deeper thing is, is monadic love. And we are at a perfect time, Jupiter, Planet of Love sits on the galactic center, so the revelation of dark love in the world, of, of, uh, in our world and in the world, is you know, um, more potentially available to us from the cosmic alignments. 
and when it comes down to something very personal,